And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets podcast, a special edition, if you will. Uh, Saturday morning when you hear this, most likely, Aaron Port's on here. Allison Lucian is with me. Hello. And Allison, we punted this podcast till late in the day on <laughs> Friday so that we could get all of the Blue Jackets signings in. And so we'd have lots to talk about so that it wouldn't be dated and worthless the moment people listen to it. I think it's still going to be pretty fresh, but we do have a signing to announce. Are you ready? I'm so excited. I can't even stand it. Gavin Bayreuther. Whoa. They got him. They got him. <laughs> uh, defenseman Gavin Bayreuther. We're picking on Gavin. It's not nice, but that's the Blue Jackets signing as of today. One year, two-way contract. Minor league defenseman uh, signed as a free agent by Dallas four or five years ago. He's actually played the NHL 19 games. He looks like a... A Cleveland monster to me. Uh, another way to put this is no big news on the Blue Jackets front uh, today. That does not mean, of course, that they're not working. Uh, the Blue Jackets, we'll get into all the other moves since the last podcast in a bit. Allison, they went on a tear on Thursday on Thursday <laughs> Tell you. Uh, to, to clear so much cap space. Alexander Winberg bought out. Not a surprise. Uh, You've been hearing about that for more than a week here. Uh, Ryan Murray traded to the Devils for a fifth-round draft pick, a fifth-round draft pick, and Marcus Nudevara to Florida uh, for a minor league player, Cliff Pooh, P-U. And boom, right like that, the Blue Jackets have $12 bucks to play with. Now, there's a bunch of different ways they can use that money. They can obviously... Uh, they've talked to Taylor Hall's camp 
Today, there is interest there from the Blue Jackets, certainly. The sense is that there are a couple teams Taylor Hall is waiting on to make a, a reasonable pitch or to move things around so that he can be fitted in. Um, not sure exactly where Columbus comes in the pecking order, but Taylor Hall, as of our recording, it's a little after 9 o'clock on Friday, and the PM uh, has not signed anywhere just yet. We'll, we'll keep monitoring that. Um, Allison, your thoughts on the way that the Blue Jackets gutted uh, their salary cap figure, it felt like the the barometer was dropping and something big was going to happen because all that space was cleared out. Um, Murray, Nudevar, Wenberg, gone in a flash. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, it, it reminded me of, and, and I'm wholly unprepared to remember the exact year, but the year um, when Broussard, Dorsett, John Moore, it was like a, a generation, if you will, of players <laughs> just kind of yeah. just moved out um, in, in almost one fell swoop. Um, it, it felt a little reminiscent of that moment, but I agree with you. It certainly felt like the Blue Jackets were primed to do something. Um, we knew they were operating from a position of strength as far as defensemen. We knew that was probably what was going to move first. Um, and, you know, I saw a lot of people, you know, raging about why isn't there a player coming back? Well, if what the Blue Jackets want is cap space, yeah, they got it. Um, and we right. don't know what they want. Um, you know, the nuance here is that some GMs did speak today. The GMs usually speak when they're quote unquote done. And we did not hear from Yarmo Kekalainen today. Um, and some GMs, that, at least that I saw reported, um, were commenting that this was a slower free agency market than, than seasons past for, for a couple reasons. So um, I'm still not convinced that they're done. I think there's obviously work to be done with players they have, and then there's players potentially to be named later, or as you said, um, new guy on the left wing potentially. <laughs> yeah, new guy. Yeah, they are not done. They're not yeah. done. I'm not sure if they get the big fish that they want, but they're not, they are not done. Um, let's – so let's look into those moves a little bit more, and then we'll get into what what that money uh, can can be used for beyond just the obvious. Um, and when you trade Ryan Murray to a division opponent for a really late draft pick, fifth rounder, certainly the fifth the return of that pick is impacted by Ryan Murray's chronic injury problems, no question. It's impacted by the fact that he's coming into the last year of his contract and he'll be a UFA after this year. But that's still a very small return for a player who's a really good player, who is a, a former number two overall draft pick, who plays when he's healthy, he play he's probably the devil's second or third best defenseman. Yes. Um, right? Yes. So that that there's a suggestion there that that money that was needed, not just a decent idea, they needed to have that money. Yes. Uh, Nudavara goes to, to Florida. Nothing against Cliff Pooh, fine young man, I'm sure, and a, and a, and a good hockey player. Not a top prospect, uh, not a big return. That's a salary dump, as, as Murray was. That tells me that that money – is is not just desired, but needed, and mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's John McConnell. I don't think this is it saying you need to be down to this number or or else. It is Yarmo Kekalainen, Yarmo Kekalainen wanting to do 
something big with that money, uh, land a big-time offensive player. Taylor Hall, again, has been mentioned. The other side of it, though, Allison, is he needs that money open, available, A, to sign Pierre-Luc Dubois, but also to defend himself in the event of an offer sheet. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean – this this is the balancing act that he has to do. And, um, you know, I, I have been public of my appreciation for Ryan Murray's game. Um, I've also really enjoyed Marcus Nudevara's game, although he had a down season. And, you know, part of this too, you know, I saw people raging about it. Part of this too is, well, who are the players that other teams will take that you're willing to give up for what they're willing to offer, right? I mean, are you going to give up Seth Jones for a, you know, third third line forward. No, you're not. So you have to play in the market. But to your bigger point, this is the big question is what is the money for? Um, It could be for pieces and parts of all of those things you mentioned, right? It could be, we don't want to be spending this much, but also we need to secure Pierre-Luc Dubois. And I think it's fascinating to think about the fact that now Columbus could be the target of an offer sheet. Um, and, And I'm sure Yarmo doesn't want to deal with that, but my goodness, what a compliment to the player, right? That sure. that this is someone that that other organizations might be targeting. Yeah, and those you know, one thing I, I always say to the point of of um, maybe ridiculousness, the way people articulate offer sheets. I'm not saying you just did, but other people do all the time. Uh, they should throw an offer sheet at that guy. Well, yeah. that's not how it works. Pierre Luc Dubois would have to, and he can now. He's a restricted free agent. He would have to actively negotiate with another team mm-hmm. and agree to that contract. So it's not just – you don't just reach out and snatch the player. You negotiate with that player, and he says, yeah, I'll come play, to you, play, come play for you for that amount of money. So in a way, it, it it's – teams accept that this is part of the CBA. I'm not sure you ever get right again <laughs> if if your guy that you drafted who's in your organization – who's part of your group, makes a Sebastian Ajo in Carolina did this couple a year or so yep. ago, yep. makes a a deliberate and bold act to say, I'm out of here if you can get me at this number. Right. Uh, that changes dynamics. And I would absolutely see that changing a dynamic here. The other thing that it does is if the Blue Jackets do get Pierre-Luc Dubois signed quickly, and we've been told it's going to be a bridge deal, not a long-term deal into his UFA years, which frankly might be if the kid wants a long-term deal into his UFA years, that could lead, that could make a an offer sheet more plausible for him. Mm-hmm. If it's mm-hmm. something he's wanted and he can't and he wants and he can't get it here, that's kind of how the process is meant to work. Um, so bridge deal with Columbus rather than a long-term deal from Columbus. Um, and so they, if they get Pierre-Luc Dubois signed at a, at a bridge deal and they know the number and they don't get their free agent by, uh, you know, the guy that they want through free agency, they themselves could use an offer sheet to aggressively go after somebody. Now those, we dream about these every year because they're, <laughs> they're fascinating to talk about. And it does allow you to snatch um, some hellacious talent that people just don't think is available. They're still very, very unlikely, very, very rare. And they, if you if you're paying a decent price for somebody, it absolutely crushes your 
high-end draft picks for the next several years. But all of these are options that are on the table for the Blue Jackets. I, I mean, it's just it, – it is crazy to think about. I mean, could you see offer sheets flying back and forth? It's, it's all <laughs> – but, you know, and, and it is funny to your point, like poor Sarah Sivian, who covers the Carolina Hurricanes for the Athletic, she still gets flack from Montreal fans about the Sebastian Ajo thing. She's like, people, I was just reporting and covering what was happening. Yeah, um, but right. to your point, and that, that's a different level than what you are talking about, but to your point, it's hard to let those emotions go. I agree that this is an organization that would not take kindly um, to that. But it's funny because this is an organization that thought about one last year, reportedly. So (laughs) do as I say, not do as I do, not as I say, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're talking Mitch Marner. Correct. Correct. um, But, uh, you know, the report always was on the Sebastian Ajo situation. It was just to get the number where he wanted it because Carolina wasn't necessarily going to pay that. Um, But I don't know if, if that would be the situation here. You know, my understanding is Dubois is in Columbus right now. Um, so he's here. Um, God, that would be fascinating. Just, just to watch him fly. My goodness. Offer sheets back and forth everywhere. And then if Columbus offers one, chaos. These people have too much time on their hands. Exactly. And it's interesting in the last five or six years. So way back in the day, offer sheets used to be, it was, it's been in the CBA for a long time. It used to be like people, other GMs used to get like really mad about them. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you touch my players or I'll come after your players. And and I've sensed there was a great I can't remember who it was, it was Berkey and somebody that basically someone offer sheeted and he was like, Oh yeah, and I'll do something just as ridiculous to your guy. And right, it was right. rather hilarious. Um, but I don't think people think of it as such a out of bounds act anymore. Um, but it, it but it's still you know, what you hear now is, well, it's in the CBA. We agreed to it, right? But I think the common understanding, and Yarmo has even articulated this a few times, if you're going to play that game, like for him to play that game right now would be a seriously risky move because he knows that Pierre-Luc Dubois would be a target and somebody would, would return fire on those grounds, which is kind of funny. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Um, here's something else I, I, I want to get to, um, I, and I think there's been a, a slow development in, in, uh, the trade picture, the trade window for the blue jackets. And I think Yarmo Kekalainen came to the understanding, um, a couple of days ago that the trades he wanted to make the trade we've talked about, 
Uh, he had an extra defenseman. Uh, you heard David Savard's name a lot as a as a desirable top four defenseman, right shot, right side, who could be used. Um, we know that there's a goaltender in Columbus that could be on the move if a, if they get the right offer, Corpusala or Merzlikens. And we we tend to believe they would be willing to trade really nice draft picks in the future, perhaps prospects as well, if the return is right. When he started selling off depth defensemen, Corpusala or sorry, Nudavara gone, Murray gone. Not that those guys were the top four uh, considerations for Columbus, but there goes your defensive depth. Yep. And then when people started at that point saying, well, maybe Savard's on the move, you're going, well, that I don't see that because that, that's gutting a lot of defense and that would require Columbus to get a defenseman back. The Petrangelo stuff was not was not happening. They're not in the market for another number one defenseman. They think they've got two already. Uh, and if they signed Petrangelo to the money he's going to want, woof. I mean, that changes your financial picture entirely. Yeah. Um, but I think they started to realize that those Winnipeg, sure, needs a defenseman, but they don't need a goalie. And so line A was going to be super, super expensive, and Columbus didn't quite have the pieces uh, to pull that off. No, watch us, watch me say all this, and then I know. a trick is down as we're talking. But this is, this is a, a thought process that, that's kind of out there. You look at the UFA goalies, and there's just so many of them that are so affordable. And, yeah, the music has started to slow a little bit here, um, but there's still a lot of cheap goaltenders available through free agency. So the trade value of those defensemen, there's no market scarcity, which is what's so helpful in driving up the price of a guy. So I think Yarmo, though he's not a fan of free agency, his interest started to shift towards other ways of getting things done. Because that big trade wasn't necessarily going to be there. Again, he could still trade Savard, but now they have a need for a defenseman if they do that. Um, he hasn't touched their top four, Wierenski, Jones, Gavrikov, Savard. I think he can live with that on the back end. Um, but it, it's starting to look like trade less likely, major trade less likely, and free agency or other avenues Offer sheet more likely to get a difference making forward. <sighs> Allison. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's, there's not much to add there. You, you outlined it beautifully. And I think, um, again, you know, it, and, and I, again, I apologize, which GM said this in his comments, but you know, these deals aren't going down as quickly as they usually do in part because, and, and this, this is, um, this GM's opinion today you know, the interview process is different now. It's yep, all via Zoom. Um, we've seen some players making decisions to wait because they can wait. They're, we don't know when this season is starting. Um, there isn't the sense of urgency like there has been in past years. We've even seen um, some trades with conditions that some have surmised have to do with if a season is even played um, in terms of what a team has to pay back for a trade. So I think there's a lot of factors feeding into that all these teams have lost the sense of urgency. The players have lost the sense of urgency. And so now what we're seeing is, as you said, um, the strategy may have become, you know, again, make that cap space because the market now is not the trade market. It is 
go find the person you can with the money or with the offer sheet, which is money and trade picks. So who's to, or excuse me, draft picks. So who's to say? Yeah. So Petrangelo, who of course was the big deal, is the big defenseman available. Um, he has made it clear to people that he wants to take some time and think about it. Yeah. And I think some teams made it pretty clear that they don't really want to take some time and think about it. Um, the Blues signed Tory Krug tonight. And I think uh, I think some people were surprised by that. Like, they're not waiting anymore. We're, we're, we're not going to sit here on our hands and have you sign somewhere else and, ha- again, have the music stop and us not have a guy. So right, they right. signed Tory Krug, and that's essentially it for Petrangelo in St. Louis. Um, and I, so it looks like Toronto signed, uh, it was a TJ Brody. So they're, uh, yes, they're, they're not, they don't have their, they're, they're over the cap. I love, I love Toronto where it's like, we're pretty much over the cap before we start here. Um, but let's go get Petrangelo and Hall. Like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. How can you do this? How can you be in on all these guys? Um, so they're already over with, with Brody sign. They've got to make some moves. It looks like Petrangelo's last last best spot is Vegas. Now, that's not the that's not the worst thing at all. Um, if you're him, it's still a pretty good option. But but things are moving kind of fast. It looks like Taylor Hall wants to take some time too, and I don't think it's the same thing. I don't think he's going to visit cities. It seems like he's got a couple places he's got his his uh, heart set on, and it's waiting to see if they can make it happen. In the meantime, there are other left-wingers there that it seems apparent teams that are thinking they may get Taylor Hall are holding off on. So if you don't get Taylor Hall, then maybe you go get Mike Hoffman. Then maybe you go get Evgeny Dadanov. Um, then maybe Tyler Toffoli comes into the fold. But those guys are still there, um, which is kind of interesting. And and again, it's, it's uh, 9.20 now on Friday night. Things could start to continue to unfold here, but the top of the forward board remains untouched while the while the defensemen, Allison, have moved pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's true, and, and it's it. There's so even the Taylor Hall situation is so interesting because, you know, we we've heard where the player may want to go. Um, the team that might be a great fit for him is a team he's been to Edmonton and reports are he doesn't want to go back there. <laughs> so right. um, it, it, this is such a hard time. I mean, if you think about all, as you said, the musical chairs, all the plates that these GMs have to have spinning, um, it, it, we'll, we'll post this and everything's going to happen. You know that because it's, I yeah. think it's going to be a game of dominoes. The minute the forward board starts to change, I Absolutely. think everything's going to start to fall in place. Yeah, and I think it starts with Taylor Hall. Yeah, yeah. And then it falls after that. Or there could be some teams that just like like St. Louis gets tired of waiting and doesn't want to be caught. So right. they, they get something done and say that we're, you know, we'll, we'll take this because it's a pretty good piece and we're not going to risk going for the rest of it. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. 
tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, some other news that relates to Columbus. Kiefer Sherwood, a New Albany kid, uh, has signed with Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, was with, he was with the Ducks organization. Um, Kiefer Sherwood, of course, would know uh, well Chris McFarland who is the uh, former Blue Jackets assistant general manager, would have seen Kiefer play a bunch of times at Miami. Uh, McFarland now the assistant GM in Colorado, so there's a connection there. Um, Alexander Wenberg, who was bought out by the Blue Jackets, signed today uh, with Florida, $2.25 million bucks on a one-year deal, I believe. And Jack Johnson, uh, it seems like it's been years since he left uh, Columbus. It really hasn't. Um, he signs on with John Davidson and the New York Rangers uh, for one year, $1.15 million. Your thoughts on those signings, Allison, and, and the possibility of renewal for either of those players? Well, um, isn't it funny that it's former assistant GM Bill Zito who knows exactly what Alexander Wenberg can do and can sign him to a more cost-appropriate contract, right? <laughs> um and, and that's what we said here is that it was always not, it was not about the player, you know, was terrible. It was that what the player was, it was worth less yeah. than what he was being paid. Um, I think, I think that it's going to be very interesting to watch because we know Florida is an offensively talented team and it will be interesting to watch if Wenberg's skills, um, that playmaking, that vision and that sneaky good defensive skill of a forward um, can can integrate with that group. I, I, I'm not going to count him out because I think this is a player who didn't necessarily have to keep playing. He could have played in Europe even. Um, and, and so this tells me he wants to keep playing. And, and I, I, best to him, I think, that, that it could be good. Um, Jack Johnson, on the other hand, I think this is curious. Um, he did not have a good stint in um, Pittsburgh. And I had to laugh, and, and people are going to come after me for this, but after, you know, the, the kerfuffle of um, Jim Rutherford, the GM of, of the Penguins, saying, we know the reason why Jack Johnson was benched in Columbus and had nothing to do with his play. Right. Jack Johnson is now with an organization with John Davidson, who did know the reason Jack, uh, Jack Johnson was benched <laughs> when he was in Columbus. Um, so it's curious. Um, it's a curious signing to me because I don't know if the players at his prime – um, New York is not a solid defensive team, and I think Jack needs to be around solid defense. I don't know that he's a driver of solid defense, um, but we'll see. I mean, look, any player who can get a contract and keep playing, if that's what they want to do, who am I to say that's bad? But I, I'm a little bit higher on Wenberg's prospects than Jack's. Yeah, at this point, it looks like like uh, Jack would be on the third pair with Tony D'Angelo. That's a pair. With the Rangers. Yeah, that is a pair. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, one year, one million, it's not. Right. It's a good depth signing. He doesn't have to play at that money. If he's not in your lineup, it's not the end of the world. Right. Um, one thing Jack can still do is he can kill the hell out of a penalty. True. Uh, he can clear a nut front. <laughs> he's built like an NFL linebacker. Um, one guy that whose name popped up as as possibly being on Columbus's radar, certainly before the, the Max Domi, deal um was tight was uh, tyler johnson 
in yes. Tampa Bay, one of oh, many cuts this. they've got to make. Yes. And, and the day started with, with an interesting maneuver by the Lightning, who have been trying to get Tyler Johnson um, to perhaps expand his trade list um, and allow them to move him. He doesn't seem to have much interest in doing that. Um, and so they put him on waivers today. Crazy. And yeah, it's crazy. And before I get into um, a funny Columbus backstory, which is where no movement clauses began, in addition to just no trade clauses, um, the the thought here is that they you can put him on waivers without it being – it's not a trade. Uh, that would be a move, but it's not a trade. He has a limited no trade. So he goes on waivers, and now the team that maybe wants him, that maybe Tyler – Johnson doesn't want in return, they can claim him and yes. he's theirs. Yes. Um, or the there's a lot of different ways this could go. The team could could make it clear that they're interested in that player. And if Tyler Johnson sees the inevitability of it, then that team and the Lightning could swing a deal by which Johnson goes and and the the uh, acquiring team gives Tampa Bay something anyways th- these are not irrevocable waivers this is these aren't buyout waivers right right um, so that's all that's all possible um th- this is a this is one of those things that if you're a player in the room it has the potential to really piss you off i think although i think it's less the case now than it was many years ago so let me let me get to this story i'm going to get the year wrong i th- okay. maybe 05 Maybe before that, 04, the Blue Jackets wanted to trade for Sergei Fedorov. And the player that the Anaheim, he was with the Anaheim Ducks at the time. That's kind of a pretty good trivia question that Sergei Fedorov was once an Anaheim Duck. Um, but the player that the Ducks wanted was Todd Marchant. And Todd Marchant had a no trade clause. And the Blue Jackets swung a deal with with Anaheim. I believe it was Francois Beauchemin. Tyler Wright and Todd Marchant for Fedorov, who I think was 34 or so at the time. And they had just signed Marchant not not too long before that. And he says, No, I don't I don't want to be traded to Anaheim. I just moved my family here. We bought a home. I think they lived in Upper Arlington. We're fairly well set up. I don't want to do this. And that didn't sit well with the Blue Jackets because they really, really, really wanted Fedorov to play with Nash to show the young guys how to play, et cetera. So they put him on waivers, and the understanding was that the Ducks, who picked fairly early on the waiver wire at that point, it's done by last year's standings for like the first month of the season, right? And then it resorts to the, that day's standings. Um, they said, "Yeah, you put him on waivers, and we'll claim him, and that will be the deal." And Marchant was pissed, and you could say rightfully so. Uh, the players. Uh, union got involved because they felt like it was it was against the spirit of the contract uh but that moment is when no trade clauses also are, are there when the delineation between no trade and no move clause came to be and a no move clause means you can't move me trade me wave me demote me you can't do any of that stuff you're stuck with me and it's because of what the blue jackets did uh to Todd Marchant um yeah so the uh <laughs> the the Tyler Johnson situation bears some watching I think Columbus it's apparent that they weren't interested 
I think. Um, but you know, before, if they hadn't landed Domi, that's a name that had been on their radar as a potential uh, second or third line centerman with some skill and some speed. Yeah, I mean, and I think that the problem there is is the price, right? Um, but and and we we will not so we will not find out who, if anyone, has claimed him until noon Saturday. Correct? Yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah, I, I, when that happened, my jaw dropped, but it's, it's going to be very interesting to watch. And Columbus is where, where do they fall in the, the order? They're what, uh, what's that ninth? No. Yeah. Right? When you go from the right, upside so down standings. Yeah. So they'd be 10th. So, I mean, yeah. and, and, but the flip of it is too, to your point of the player, not putting the team, not being able to make a move with the teams on his list. If you're the team that you already know he didn't want to come to your team in the first place, do you still claim him? We can make it work. He'll learn to love us. Oh, okay. I was just that's yeah. what every team thinks. Well, exactly. Right? That's what yep. every team thinks. Yep. Yeah. Jeff Carter will be fine. He'll oh, be fine. Oh my god! Here we go. Here we go. I mean, they were told not to make the trade before they and they made it anyways. I, I think it probably happens more than people realize because a lot of guys don't want to move. For sure. Well, of course. And most of the time, guys. Most of the time, guys get over it pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, okay, I think we hit everything. Which is which is oh, CB the Blue Jackets signed Kivlenix to a two year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, not a it, in one sense not a huge deal. They like him; he's their number three in the organization for now. But it's also a big deal on the expansion front because, believe it or not, even in his limited time in the NHL. He can be exposed and count as their goalie exposure uh, for the expansion draft next summer. So Elvis is, of course, exempt. If Corpusalo is here, uh, they can protect him and uh, dangle Kivleniex. Um Yeah, I, I I'll be shocked, frankly, if the Blue Jackets get through this trade deadline, or sorry, this free agency, this offseason uh, bazaar, if you will. With both goaltenders, David Savard here, but I, I, the chances of it look better now than certainly they did a few days ago. So, yep. um, lots of potential for more Blue Jackets, big moves. I think they got one in them. We just don't know what it is yet, uh, but we will try to keep you up to date and post it here uh, as best we can as news becomes available. So keep checking the website and keep checking both of us on Twitter. Allison, anything to to add here? Uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Ohio State men's hockey. They had two players um, drafted in this year's draft. Um, just a continuing reinforcement of the quality of player that's that's coming to the program right now. And, and I think that's great. And um, the Big Ten hockey season is going to try and get underway here. I believe it's in November. Um, so uh, there might be hockey. I don't know that we'll be sitting anywhere near close to see it, but there might be hockey in Columbus soon. Excellent. Good points all. All right, Allison, thanks so much. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking early in the week, next week. Sounds good. All right, talk to you soon for our producer, Danielle Chip Lehman. Thanks so much. Thanks for the intro music from the great David Cook. And uh, we will be talking to you soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.